Hey, this is Sean Tepper, the host of Top Stocks, a podcast where I provide quick tips on investing without the fluff. This is a no-nonsense, to-the-point podcast where my goals help you make more confident decisions in the stock market. Let's go. If it's not already evident, the world is moving toward a single world currency. The question is, what currency will it be? Well, in this video, we're going to talk about the history of currencies, and then we're going to talk about some of the key attributes a single world currency will have. And one of the currencies right now that stands out the most appears to be WorldCoin. Let's dive in. So as stated by Investopedia.com, the conversation of a single world currency isn't exactly new. In 1969, the IMF, no, it's not the Impossible Mission Force, for you Mission Impossible fans out there, it's the International Monetary Fund, they created what's called the SDR, which is the Special Drawing Rights. It's not a coin or currency, it's essentially a tool or a currency reserve really backed up by five currencies. Those currencies include the US dollar, the euro, the British pound sterling, the Japanese yen, and the Chinese yuan. Now at this time, they came up with three major pros and two cons, which include currency conversion costs are eliminated. So in other words, no more foreign exchange rates. Trade costs are reduced. So one big problem today when moving products across borders, you have to pay taxes. There's other fees associated with it. Well, those fees are almost, if not reduced, they would be eliminated. And then this is a big one. Economically developing countries would become more stable. Really, everybody's elevated to the same level. So here are the cons. There's two big ones. Number one, no more monetary policy. So a good example of that was 2008. You had the global recession. What happened was the U.S. lowered interest rates and increased money supply to help us get out of the recession. Well, if you have a single world currency, countries can't make their own moves on their own. In other words, there's no monetary policy per country because everybody's connected. All right. And the second big con is the cost to manufacture and ship money. This includes paper money and metal coins. And speaking of, let's dive into some of the costs. So stated on federalreserve.gov, the operating cost of manufacturing paper money in the U.S. in 2023 is about $931 million. And as stated by treasure.gov, the operating cost of manufacturing coins in the U.S. in 2022 was about $3.3 billion. It's astronomically expensive just to make money, and this does not include the cost to ship money around the country. Now, keep in mind, every country has costs with making money. Just imagine what those costs will look like if you make a coin or make paper money and have to ship it around the world. Now, let's talk about credit card costs. So as stated by jleconsultants.com, the cost to produce one plastic credit card equipped with NFC technology, that's that little chip you can tap on devices. Think about Square, simply tap your credit card, you can make your payment. Well, to make one card costs between $2 and $2.50. There's a company out of Littleton, Colorado called CPI Card Group, and they make about 1.2 billion cards per year. When you do the math, the cost to make cards, again, just manufactured cards, is between $2.4 billion and $3 billion. Again, this does not include the cost to ship. So making money at a global level is astronomically expensive. And that's one main reason why a single world currency never really came together. Well, that leads up to digital currencies such as crypto. So how did crypto begin? 
Well, the 2008 recession was a big inflection point with the economy. We had the housing crash and uh, junk mortgage bonds went away. Big lesson learned for banks out there issuing mortgages. And then a year later in 2009, the UN started talking about a single world currency. Well, coincidentally, that same year, Bitcoin came out as the first cryptocurrency. Fast forward to today, get this, there are over 22,000 different coins in the market. It seems like a new coin is almost coming out every day. But there's been one big problem with digital currencies, especially crypto, and that's energy costs. So when Bitcoin first came out, the cost to mine one coin was relatively inexpensive and anybody with a personal computer could pretty much mine a coin. Now today, it requires thousands of computers and costs about $17,000 in energy costs just to make one coin. So get this, New York Times has equated the total power consumed by Bitcoin annually to what's used by the country of Finland in one year. In other words, cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, is highly inefficient. And the reason is it uses a method of mining called proof of work. Here's how it works. Block creators are called miners who solve for the hash, a cryptographic number to verify transactions. In return for solving hash, they are rewarded with a coin because this method ultimately relies on the collective power of thousands of computers. Cryptocurrency can remain secure and decentralized. Unfortunately, proof of work, consumption is extremely high. Well, this leads us up to the second largest coin by market cap, Ethereum. Ethereum first started out using the proof of work method, but then in September of 2022, they made a change. They now use what's called the proof of stake. And here's how proof of stake works. Proof of stake doesn't require the same extensive decentralized network of miners to support its operations and thus is far less energy intensive. Under proof of stake, block creators are called validators. Validator checks transactions, verifies activity, votes on outcomes, and maintains records. The proof of stake model reduces blockchain energy consumption by 99.84%. In other words, proof of stake is a lot more efficient and has the ability to scale at a global level. Some have considered proof of stake to be less secure, and I found an article on Investopedia that stated this. In order for proof-of-stake cryptocurrency to be hacked, a person or entity hacking the cryptocurrency would need to own 51% of that cryptocurrency, which would be astronomically expensive. And then also stated, if a 51% occurred, the honest validators in the network, the people that are already there, they could vote to disregard the altered blockchain and burn the offender's stake. In other words, somebody tries to take over the coin, they get over 51%. The people that are already there can collectively vote out that person. So it really incentivizes those users to act in good faith for the entire network. Some of the other coins out there, aside from Ethereum, that use the proof-of-stake method include Cardano, Solana, and Tron. Now let's transition to how payments will be processed. So this is where things get really interesting. This article from CNBC talks about a Swedish company called Epicenter that created a microchip that's inserted into your right hand between your index finger and your thumb, and it uses the same NFC technology as credit cards. So you can simply take your hand, and swipe to make a transaction. This allows consumers to avoid carrying around paper money, metal coins, and plastic credit cards. There's another article I found from BBC that talks about a British-Polish company called Walletmore that created the same chip. It weighs about a gram and it costs about $200. So I, I've been monitoring cryptocurrencies for about 10 years, especially the potential movement towards a single world currency. 
And I never really thought that Bitcoin could really be it because of the energy consumption. But I was also thinking about, okay, so how are transactions going to be made? Well, some of us know they're moving in the direction of scanning the human body. The most obvious locations would be your hands, your face, or your eyes. So in this case, you have this small little chip that weighs a gram put into your hand, cost $200. A few years ago, it was closer to about $1,500. So the costs are now getting lower. To move forward, speaking of facial recognition, MasterCard is releasing a technology to consumers that allows the scanning of your face or your hands. And they actually stated they expect 1.4 billion people to use this technology by the year 2025. That's just two years away. So let's talk about the attributes of a single world currency. I came up with four. This is my opinion. If you guys have other opinions, please chime in. But number one, it has to be digital. We know it's not going to be paper money, a metal coin, or plaster credit cards. It really comes down to that manufacturing and shipping cost of money is just way too expensive. So digital currency makes a lot of sense. Crypto makes a lot of sense. It has to be scalable. So when you look at that proof of work model, that's Bitcoin versus Ethereum, which is proof of stake model, proof of stake makes a lot more sense because the energy cost when you scale, like when you increase your coins, your energy does not increase like it does with Bitcoin. Ethereum has that ability to scale along with some of the other coins out there. It has to be trackable. It doesn't make sense for the world to have a currency that could be like paper money. Everywhere in the US, people are trying to use cash so they can stay off the books of Uncle Sam. In other words, you don't pay taxes. Um, a single world currency would most likely be trackable. And number four, it needs to connect and work with some kind of scanning technology. As I mentioned, the most obvious locations in the human body would be the hands, the face, or the eyes. Now that I mentioned those four key attributes, this leads us to WorldCoin. Let's go down the list. So WorldCoin is digital, number one. Number two, it's scalable. So check this out. WorldCoin token is a layer two Ethereum-based cryptocurrency that leverages the security of the Ethereum blockchain while having its own economy. In other words, WorldCoin uses the proof of stake method, allows it to scale at that global level. Number three, trackable. This was quoted from WorldCoin and posted on Forbes. WorldCoin advances in artificial intelligence have made it increasingly difficult to tell whether online activity, written text, digital artwork, or really anything that exists on the internet came from real humans or AI. The company proposes to help resolve this confusion by deploying a sort of digital passport based on what it calls proof of personhood. In other words, WorldCoin will be trackable. And number four, scannable. It will function with hardware that scans your eyes to confirm you're human, the scanning technology, which is an orb the size of a bowling ball, is currently launching in about 35 cities in 20 countries. Let's take a quick commercial break. Investing in the stock market. One of the top questions I get is, can I actually make money as a beginner? The answer is absolutely. And there's a platform that can do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Check out ticker.com, a software that helps you find strong companies, stay away from weak companies, and teach you everything you need to know about investing. Now, whatever I have to say about Ticker, don't take my word for it. See what our customers are saying on Trustpilot, where we have a 4.9 out of 5. Get started today with a free trial. Visit ticker.com. That's T-Y-K-R.com. Again, ticker.com. Now, who's the creator of WorldCoin? It's actually Sam Altman, the creator of OpenAI. 
ChatGPT. And if you're interested, you can actually go to worldcoin.org and you can see a real-time count of how many people have actually signed up for this coin. They've got those retinal scans. We're at about 2.2 million people. And this coin came out in late July, so it's growing very quickly. And then here's an interesting quote from WorldCoin. If successful, we believe WorldCoin could drastically increase economic opportunity, scale a reliable solution for distinguishing humans from AI online while preserving privacy, enable global democratic processes, and eventually show a potential path to AI-funded universal basic income. So overall, WorldCoin seems to check all those boxes for a single world currency. Now I have to list what other people are saying and then I'll kind of tie into my thoughts on WorldCoin overall. So this article from Coindesk states that WorldCoin could distribute crypto more widely than Bitcoin. One of the core propositions of WorldCoin is to build a system that can contribute a distribution of a cryptocurrency that's even wider around the world than Bitcoin. It's pretty obvious other people are talking about WorldCoin being a lot more scalable on a global level than even Bitcoin. Morning Brew Newsletter stated that WorldCoin is not a big hit with government privacy watchdogs. Kenya actually suspended the scans, while regulators in France, Germany, and UK have opened some probes looking into this technology. Jack Dorsey, founder of Twitter and Block, had a fun comment. Visit the orb or the orb will visit you. His sarcasm pretty much hints at the skepticism of WorldCoin. And then there are other officials around the globe that aren't quite so sure about WorldCoin as well. So here are my thoughts on WorldCoin as a single world currency. And I'm gonna answer here in two parts. One is digital, two is hardware. So from a digital standpoint, it checks all four of those boxes, as I mentioned earlier. It needs to be digital, scalable, trackable, and scannable. Now, when it comes to hardware, this is the issue I have. Here's a link to uh, sky.com. It actually shows a picture of what this orb looks like. Looks like something out of a 1985 sci-fi movie, like that's the best we could do for scanning technology. This doesn't make sense to scale around the globe. Think about this. If every place out there that requires transactions in person, so think about grocery stores or gas stations or banks or whatever, um, to Manufacturing and scale this orb at that level would be astronomically expensive, very similar to manufacturing coins. And to ship it around the globe, it would take forever. So by the time everybody gets the orb, it will be outdated and new versions will need to be created. So I really don't think that orb is really gonna last very long. What I do think is the scanning technology we already have on our devices will integrate with a single world currency. For example, the iPhone, I have that facial scanning technology enabled, so I have to actually hold my phone up to unlock the phone. That same technology is on the iPad. And I was looking into Android, I think it's the Galaxy phone, a Galaxy tablets, same technology. It's not too difficult to engineer. Well. That makes a lot more sense. It will be in the devices that are already in place and that cryptocurrency, whatever it is, would integrate with that scanning technology. So in other words, we'll move to a society that sure you can make payments with your right hand or you can have something scan your face or your eye. And again, it would be the cameras that are on the devices we already have. So I really don't see WorldCoin, again, keeping this orb technology for long. It just really doesn't make sense. Now, to take a step back, the idea of a single world currency can be a scary thought for some, and 
an exciting sign for others. Overall, we need to keep moving forward, keep investing, keep providing value to others, keep working. But more importantly, monitor what's going on. And that's exactly what I plan on doing. I plan on using Ticker to monitor all the major coins out there, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. We don't have WorldCoin in Ticker quite yet, but again, I plan on setting price alerts and just monitoring those big coins around the globe. Full disclosure, I don't invest in crypto. I have no intention of getting the retinal scan on this orb, nor do I plan on investing in WorldCoin. But again, I plan on monitoring on what's going on because things are changing in the world and we need to keep our eyes on the currency. And I do have to say this, for those of you that do invest in crypto, we are starting to see a rally. So the stock market has really starting to take off. We exited that bear market, which really lasted from late 2021 through early 2023. Now people are starting to make a lot more money with stocks. Well, guess what? Crypto is going to follow here very shortly. So people are going to start flooding into Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and the list goes on. As of to date, Bitcoin is up about 75% for the year. Ethereum is about 50% and Litecoin is about 25%. If you do invest, this is something we educate our customers in the onboarding is invest 5% or less of your net worth in crypto. Be very careful because it is so volatile. But as long as you're using Ticker to monitor crypto, you might as well look at some stocks because that's a great place to find great businesses to invest for the long term. In summary, I think we could be here for a while. Maybe WorldCoin is the new single world currency or maybe it's an inspiration for other coins out there. But overall, keep your fingers on the pulse of what's going on in currencies around the world. I know that's exactly what I'm doing. If you guys are aware of any other currencies that are similar to WorldCoin that has these attributes, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd also love to hear your thoughts on WorldCoin. Maybe some comments on that orb. If you like this video, go ahead, hit that like button. If you wanna see more like it, hit that subscribe button. And if you wanna learn more about investing, especially investing in safe stocks, not investing in crypto coins, we recommend you give Ticker a free try. All right, we'll see you in the next video. Bye for now. Hey, I'd like to say thank you for checking out this podcast. I know there's a lot of other podcasts you could be listening to, so thanks for spending some time with me. Also, if you have a moment, could you please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review? The more reviews we get, the more Apple will share this podcast with the world. So thanks for doing that. And last thing, if you do hear any stocks mentioned on this podcast, please keep in mind, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please do not make a buy or sell decision based solely on what you hear. All right, thanks for your time. Talk to you later. See ya.